We continue to give thanks to the choir and to Amy and to Leslie and to John for their leadership and worship this day. Our second reading on this Palm Sunday comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. Friends, let us listen once more for a word from God. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it, say the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks down on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God in loud voices for all the miracles that they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, Jesus replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Friends, these two are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God who is here now, calm our hearts. Still the to-do lists that are always running through our minds. And open our ears. Open our ears to hear the words that you are saying to the church this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, things are a little different now, aren't they? Our church is in a peculiar spot. It's one that we didn't foresee being in, and it's one that nobody could have predicted. But friends, if you hear nothing else this morning, hear this. It's going to be okay. The church is going to be okay. Good things are continuing to happen here. God is still moving in this place throughout you, throughout this church, throughout the staff here, and throughout our community. And I know that because of this little black notebook that I, of course, did not bring up here with me. <laughs> but in that little black notebook, it did a lot this weekend. That notebook witnessed the ashes of our beloved friend, Dean Sills, being interred into the memorial garden yesterday. 
That notebook witnessed two people uniting their love together before God as they got married last night on Sea Island. And that notebook witnessed the baptism of a very sweet little girl just now. Friends, God is still moving here in this place. And if parts of this sermon sound familiar, perhaps from Palm Sunday 2019, remember all those beautiful things that notebook witnessed this weekend. As I found out, I was preaching today on Tuesday. We could not have been prepared for the situation that we're in now. We're human, and we aren't quite sure how to get where we are going next, or even where we're going next. But we're sure that there is indeed a next place to go. Something next is indeed coming. And with faith, we can rest assured that clarity will come soon. And as I sat down this Friday afternoon to read through this Palm Sunday story and this old sermon, I couldn't help but think of those disciples. And I wonder if this feeling of not being quite sure what our next step is, but knowing we'll know soon, I think they could relate to that very feeling. I wonder if the disciples really knew why they were going to Jerusalem that day. I wonder if they were ready or prepared for what was coming next. Jesus and his disciples had made the roughly 15-mile trip from their last stop in Jericho with Zacchaeus down to Bethany and Bethphage to the Mount of Olives. They had been on this journey for weeks, stopping in various towns, speaking and teaching, as they moved toward Jerusalem for the Passover. Passover is when the Jewish people honor and remember that great exodus from Egypt. When Moses said, let my people go, but Pharaoh ignored God and God sent the plagues. But the Hebrew homes were marked to be passed over. Moses did indeed lead those people out of Egypt through that parted sea toward a promised land. It was common in this time for people to travel towards Jerusalem for Passover, like Jesus and his disciples were doing. But they gather here in our story now, outside the gate, just before they are entering into the city. Now, I think they're used to Jesus telling them some weird things, but I don't think this command was within their realm. Before they go into the city, he asked two of his disciples to go ahead and to retrieve a colt, a young male horse or a donkey. The creature that Jesus rides on is small and it's young. It's not grand and it doesn't exude royalty or power, but he tells them to go and get this donkey. And if anyone asks you, just say the Lord needs it. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were one of those disciples, I'd probably have some concerns going into a stranger's space and taking a donkey that I wasn't sure belonged to me. But they trust Jesus, and they do it anyway. And when the owner of the donkey asks what they're doing, Jesus' answer is enough. The Lord needs it. 
So they take this colt back to Jesus, and then the disciples do something that's a little bit odd to our modern ears. One started to take off his coat and put it on the back of the donkey before helping Jesus up to the donkey. Then they all start laying their coats down on the path towards Jerusalem for Jesus. Among them, along the road, the pilgrims and the people of Jerusalem, there is a sense of anticipation, this sense of excitement building up as they await the arrival of Jesus in Jerusalem. Perhaps the crowd even saw the disciples take off their cloaks because they begin to take their own coats off and to place them down without any hesitation. They cut those branches from the trees like are laid down here today, and they wave them. Can you imagine what that sight must have looked like? Looking at you all waving your palms was a sight to see, but imagine 200,000 people lining a street, placing their coats on the ground and waving their palms, shouting, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. All of this celebration as Jesus enters Jerusalem, not coated in armor. There are no shields, no spears, not even on a big horse with a fancy braided mane and richly dyed fabrics. He enters into the city on a borrowed donkey under a parade of waving palms. As Jesus finally makes his way into the city, some Pharisees, remember Pharisees being those really rule followers, and they would tell you if you weren't following a rule? The Pharisees tell him to keep his disciples quiet, to hush. But Jesus looks at them and is pretty upfront, saying that if they are to keep quiet, the stones will cry out. That seems like an odd thing to say to our modern ears, again, because we know that stones don't talk. But I think what Jesus means here is even if his followers weren't shouting, that God's love would still be heard. And there's nothing the humans can do about it. It's a reminder that God's love will not stop, even if the people do. Stones will even shout of God's love. Friends, as we are gathered here today on this Palm Sunday, I think our church is standing outside the gate of Jerusalem. Like the disciples have preached and taught and followed alongside Jesus throughout Galilee and Nazareth, from Bethany to Bethphage, our church has also followed God preaching and teaching the good news of Jesus Christ on St. Simon's and in our community for 75 years, with excellent leadership in the past and excellent leadership now. We are standing at the gate while Jesus is in the middle of instructing us to go into a strange village that we've never been before to go and get the donkey. Now, we aren't exactly sure how this is all going to work, but we're trusting. We are trusting that God's answers will be enough. We're standing outside that gate wondering what it is God is doing next. But while we're standing here, God is still being God. God is still being God, reminding us that love is greater than fear. 
God is still being God, reminding us that from ashes to ashes and dust to dust, we belong to God in both our life and in our death. God is still being God, reminding us that God's covenant promises that name us and claim us in the waters of baptism, well, that covenant lasts forever. So friends, on this day, on Palm Sunday, let us go into that strange village to find that donkey together and bring it for Jesus. And let us remember that you and me and Kate or Joanna or Alan or Bob or any of the other great leaders in the past, well, we aren't the ones that are riding into the donkey. We are not the ones riding into Jerusalem today. Our job is to lay down our coats on the ground. It is to wave our palm branches and to prepare the way for Jesus as he enters into Jerusalem to share a meal with his friends, to be betrayed, to be crucified, to be buried, to be resurrected on Easter morning. Friends, our job now is to prepare the way for Jesus Christ, our Savior, to wave our palms and to shout Hosanna. So let us do that today. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.